We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You've waited all week, and now the wait is over. It's the only unfiltered media podcast in America. This is Trash Talk on WEEI.com. Here he is, your boy, Blind Mike. Blind Mike. I, uh, I don't know what to do. For the first time... In the uh, the long and storied history of this program, that spans thirty four weeks. This is week thirty four. So, in the long, long history of this podcast, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm allowed to say anymore without uh, burning bridges. Just let it all out without hurting people's feelings. I I I don't know, like. I'm in a weird spot, folks. <laughs> let me let me tell you about it. Um, as you may know from listening to this program, or just the fact that I do a podcast here, you may have guessed that uh, I want to be on the air here at WEEI. Uh, and I've done some stuff with uh, the great Patrick Gilroy late at night. And I have thought he and I have been good together. Uh, so I I suggested uh, that that I would like doing more of that, that I would like to do radio with Patrick Gilroy uh, more often, and you know I also suggested that uh, anytime they need someone in the other late night spots, I'm available, um, and any weekend spots, you know I know they're 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 looking for people here. At least that's what I thought. Uh, I was under the impression they, they, that they always needed new, fresh voices. <laughs> That's what I've been told. You guessed wrong. Um, so I, you know, wanted to wanted to throw my hat in the ring. One thing that Minahan kind of, uh, uh, you know, taught me when he was on this podcast was uh, you can't just ask once. You know, you can't ask once, hear nothing back, and then be like, well, they didn't say anything, so guess I'm not going to be on. You got to, you know, keep hassling people. So that's what I did. Um, And it's frustrating uh, because I was told certain things. Um, Things that make sense, uh, but things I feel like don't apply to my situation. Um, So I've been told the... Uh, best way to get on air is to make news. You know, uh, break a story. Do something that they would talk about between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. But I have also been told uh, not to criticize the shows on the air here, not to criticize, uh, you know, management here, not to criticize the Boston Globe, 
not to make fun of 98.5 audio. So it's tough when you do a media podcast and you can't talk about the biggest things going on in the media in an honest way. It's tough to take those boundaries and make any sort of news. Um, and it's also tough because I'm not a journalist. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not going out there and hitting the pavement and coming up with scoops. So, you know, make news is, I guess, say something outrageous. Uh, you know, say say something that, that they would play between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Uh, the problem is, none of them know who the fuck I am. <laughs> uh, Dale and Keith, I've, I, I've never met either of them in my life. Um, the afternoon show, I've ne- uh, uh, Christian Fourier uh, ran into me in the hallway one day. Literally, accidentally flew out of the studio, and I happened to be standing there, and he bumped into me, and he apologized. <laughs> That's my entire interaction with the afternoon show. And uh, the morning show, I know Mutt a little bit. We say hi in the hallways. I know Kirk a little bit. Very, very, very little bit. And I know Ken and Curtis a tiny bit just from working with them to try and get this podcast on the air. I've said things uh, that, you know, I've thought were, were controversial gone at management or gone at Curtis or whatever, gone at the the shows on the air. Uh, but it's their choice to play them or not. I don't show up here at 6 a.m. and knock on Ken's door. Hey, uh, we get into that trash talk audio, Ken? No. He's a busy fucking guy. I can't tell him to play my shit. So the problem is they don't listen to this podcast. So I don't know how they would get any material for their shows from this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I don't I have no idea how they would if no one's listening to it. So here, what am I supposed to do to make news? You know? You know what I mean? I don't know if I, if I say uh, guys, I think the Patriots are going to go 3 and 13 this year. <laughs> well, that's, that's wacky. That's if not I even were news. Rob Parker, or Colin Cowherd, people would play that. But no one knows who the fuck I am. So what you know is uh Glenn Ordway going to go, "All right guys, now we've got sound of someone you don't know." Making a prediction about sports. <laughs> I guess so. On this drive-time radio show. Yeah, no. Like, is that, you know what I mean? What? So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Apparently, the way to do it is you just got to call into the radio station. <laughs> well, I thought what you should do is show up, uh, put, on a, put on a good podcast. When you're on the air, the few times you are, do a good job. And I thought that maybe they would have something to go on from that. Uh, maybe they would be able to see, like, yes, you have some sort of talent. Yes, you would be good with this person or this person. Or, no, we think you suck. We never want to have you on. I didn't think it would be, like, well, now we have uh, months of your audio. But we still want you to make news. So I can understand that. And I can... I can you know, take it for what it's worth. I can disagree with it all, with it all I want, but I can say, hey, these guys have a job to do. They're not obligated to put me on just because I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be that'd be crazy if I just showed up one day and said, hey, I made a I made a silly video of me uh, swinging at ping pong ball, balls for barstool. You should put me on the air. 
That'd yeah, be, but that'd be crazy. But you'd think that you know having a podcast on the WEEI website and you know being a contributor to the website for the station would get you at least some sort of recognition. You would think that'd here. be something. Um, and if it isn't, then I've said this before. Have some pride in your website. Like if you think I suck, take me down. You know what I mean? And that's not like a threat. That's not me being edgy. Like, I, I dare you. That's literally me saying, like, if you think I suck, don't do me any favors. Right. Don't do me charity by leaving me on the website. Take some pride in your website and say, hey, we don't want shitty podcasts on, so we're going to take this guy down. Well, I mean, it's clear that some people listen to it. You have at least a fair fan base for this yeah. podcast itself. So It gets a little bit here and there. Um, as mu- it, it has as much as you can expect with just me promoting it. Hey. You know what I mean? Okay, me and down. <laughs> like me, I'm the most famous person promoting it. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, you know, WEI tweets it out once. They don't say what it is. It's just an automatic thing. Like when something's posted to the website, there's an automatic, there's a service that automatically tweets shit out. So that's what it gets. It gets that one. It doesn't tag anything or tell you what it's about. And uh, and then it's just up to me, and and you find people, <laughs> you <laughs> listeners, to uh, uh, tell someone you know to listen. So it's up to us. So, you know, the fact that my podcast isn't uh, in the top hundred on iTunes, or let's be honest, in the top million, um, that I, I I get that. I'm not I'm not you know I'm not moving the needle, but also no one knows who I am, and maybe if I were on the radio. I could build up some sort of an audience. It's a catch-22 because they say we want young, fresh voices. All right, (laughs) here I am. Well, we need people with experience. Yeah, then it comes to the stipulation of, oh, "Oh, well, you want this uh, one-hour part-time Sunday when no one's listening because it's at 1 o'clock and there are football games on? Right. Uh, You need five years' experience in a at least somewhat major market. So... And then I was told, you know, you say you're, I, 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 one of the the strengths I feel I have is that I'm very different from the other voices um, on the station during the day and and partic- but particularly on the weekends. Um, I think you get a lot of just generic, not even saying they're bad at the job, just guys that talk sports in kind of a way you've heard before. Uh, where I, as I'm, I'm a different personality i'm not as polished a broadcaster i stumble on my words not that that's necessarily a good thing but it's different uh i talk about shit in a way that i feel is much edgier than anyone on this station other than the morning show and alex reamer i guess well that's not to say that you know being edgy isn't exactly a isn't inherently a good thing but different is well i could be edgy enough to make news if they want me to make news i could uh uh Criticize the daughter of the the station's biggest guest for t- completely no reason, just to seem shocking. Right. Uh, I could do an accent that has obviously uh, been a no no in broadcasting for at least a decade. I could do that to make news, but I hear they don't like that either. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do that is newsworthy. So if I go on Twitter and make a joke about not knowing what to do. It's not a fuck you to the company. It's me in some way trying to take being shit on and told that I'm not good enough and turn it into a little joke. Well, ah, fuck management. You know, if that's my bit, 
that I'm doing on Twitter. I'm sorry. It's, it's not to burn bridges here. It's not to be Minnie Minahan. It's to say I don't know what else to do with this because I'm not going to change. I'm not going to morph into, well, fellas, the Red Sox bullpen still a little shaky going into the playoffs. And frankly, I don't know what they're going to do if Chris Sale isn't at the top of his game. Jared, your thoughts? I can't do that. No, that's not what I you want to do. I wouldn't be good at it. It wouldn't be interesting. Uh, and I think if I started doing that, they would look at me as, well, now you're exactly the same as a million other guys. So when I'm told being different isn't necessarily a good thing, why is being the same a good thing? It's not. It's just, you know, it depends on what you want to do. So if you want to be morning show guy, even on a sports station or anywhere, it's more of an entertaining type Oh, laugh your way to work type deal. Like, just be entertaining. Talk about whatever, like what KNC do or what Greg does down the hall. It's different than, and or even TNR at the Sports Hub. It's not always sports. I mean, here and at Sports Hub, they're going to incorporate sports more into it just because it's on a sports station. But if you want to do like, like what I what I would want to do is I want to do the sports stuff. I want to report on the sports stuff. Probably like a midday kind of a thing, just in an entertaining kind of way. But that's just where we differ so i don't know it's up to you how you want to do it how you want to get get uh there you know you have the experience at barstool barstool i feel like translates better into a uh, you know it's funny you mention them better into a uh boy morning show boy do i miss those guys at barstool (laughs) boy do i think that maybe they would allow a podcast like mine they don't care who you throw stones at is that interesting Boy, is that not the first time I've thought that this week and maybe talked to some people over there. Um, but the, another problem I had is I was told, uh, you know, merely showing up is not enough. No. You can't, you can, what, 100% true. It is true. That's just, that's just correct. That's just merely showing up isn't enough. If I just came in every day and did shit work that I didn't care about, then it's like, okay, you're showing up, but what do you have to show for it? However, I think there's something to it. Um, I think when, you know, it kind of became a joke on the Kirk and Callahan show where uh, Callahan would say, you know, let's have blind money. It became a joke. I've ne- First of all, I've never met Jerry Callahan in my life. Um, I, I, I realize that he's not actually team blind Mike. He doesn't know who the fuck I am. But I think there was some truth when he would bring my name up as possible fill-in guys on that show or the weekends or whatever because he would say, just give him a shot. If he sucks, what? <laughs> the company doesn't go belly up if I spend two hours on the radio with dog shit falling out of my mouth. And they can never have you on again if you suck. And they'll, and they'll never – yeah. I, it, it's right. like, like you on for two – they could have anybody on for two hours, and right. if they are awful, it's not going to tank the morning show. It's going to be like, wow, that guy sucks. Okay, we'll never And they'd have make on fun of me again. for two hours, and they'd talk about how I'd suck, and they'd reference for a year and a half. They would – When we had – remember when we had that fucking asshole <laughs> blind mic on, how awful he was? Yeah. So uh, Then they'll play a drop. It actually creates material. Me sucking creates probably more material than me being halfway decent would. Right. Um, but – you know, they say merely showing up isn't enough, and that's true, and I respect that, and I understand that. Uh, however, I, I saw uh, Greg Dickerson last week, and um, I I said uh, he's, he was on Friday morning, and I said I, I usually I listen to KNC. I honestly haven't listened as much since Minahan has been out, uh, just a matter of preference, and um, 
but I still love Jerry. Team Blind Mike all the way. But uh, Dickerson was on with Callahan. I said, oh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch it this morning. Was it uh, just you and Jerry? And he goes, yeah, it was me and Jerry. They were supposed to have someone else in. Uh, I forget who it was. But uh, they stayed, it was too early for them. They didn't want to get up or something. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? Now, now, Dickerson's not part of that show and maybe half heard something that wasn't true. You know what I mean? Maybe they, maybe it was like Tomasi couldn't make it in, or oh, yeah, someone, yeah. Reli- someone that is always in but just couldn't make it that day. Um, but at least from what Greg said, someone was supposed to be in and couldn't make it in because it was too early. <laughs> so there is some value to showing up. That was Trenny's thing. He's like, oh, the time, and I don't like to fight, and st-. well, I'm willing to do all that shit. <laughs> so that in a way, showing up is. Import, there's an importance to it, right? That you, then you don't have the trendy thing where it's like I don't I don't want to fight I I don't like this it's a toxic environment. Uh, you don't have the Tomasi thing or the Tangway is probably a better example of just getting bored and fucking snoozing halfway through the show. So there is something to showing up and and I mean trying to give it a hundred percent every time. Um. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> there is something I could say. Say it. That is newsworthy. Say it. I, I, see, say I don't it. know because this could, like, I could get in, like, actual, like, legal trouble. Does it have to do with that, that thing that I know about? The Red Sox? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. You should say it. No. What? I can't. Le- I don't know if I can. Legal trouble? Yeah, like, legitimate. Like, if I said this and it was wrong, I think I'd be fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there may bad. be another Jess Moran situation within the Red Sox. Oh, Jesus Let's put it that way. Uh, anyways, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's some news there, baby. Get to digging, journalists. I don't hear you break that story. I'll start digging. Yeah, I'll tell you after. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, so I don't know. It's like, what am I supposed to do? And then even just doing what I just did, that might get me in trouble. Which is. Which, so it's to like, me, is so ridiculous. This station, I can, now I could get in trouble. Get <laughs> trouble but uh, this station, everyone who works here has the thinnest skin. And then everyone. Not everyone. Who, I, I would painting with a broad brush yeah. because it works. I know yeah. there are a select few people who don't and are will, willing to take criticism and can take it, especially if it's founded or just if it's your opinion. But. Most of the people here, most of the higher ups here, um, and then the team that the one team we have, you can't criticize them at all. It has to be all freaking sunshine and lollipops because oh no, I criticized John Henry. Give me a freaking break. I'll say this: Rob Bradford is a saint. <laughs> Rob Bradford is the best guy that works at this station. Um, I've never met him. I'm hoping to. Hell of a guy, and. Uh, you know, after this, let's hope he can uh, save my save my ass again because he had to do that last week apparently. But um, what? <laughs> well, we'll talk. Um, yeah, apparently there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, We're ruffling some feathers here, I guess. I heard so. So I got all this. I got all this advice. You know, make some news. Merely showing up isn't enough. Uh, all that, and then. Simultaneously, as I was as I was getting that feedback, I said, "Okay, it makes sense. I understand." <laughs> and then I see who was on 
with Alex Reamer Ugh. last Saturday. Gross. But that just makes me feel like, well, do I suck? Like, tell me. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Tell me if I have no future here. You know what I mean? Like, let me let me loose, baby. If I if I really suck, for the love of God, let me go so I don't lose my fucking mind. So I don't keep thinking. So I don't keep chasing the carrot at the end of the stick. To be honest. And thinking I'm going to grab it. Honestly, I don't think it's the fact that you suck because there's no way that you're any worse than the people who they have on the weekends. They have a sales guy do fantasy football hour on a podcast. Like, honestly, um, I, I just think That's it's... That's on the air? Yeah. The fantasy football hour, I believe, is on Sundays. I know it's a podcast, but I think it's also on the air. But See, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll I, come in. If you can't find anyone to come in, I'll do it. I just think it's the fact that... Over the past year, I need a very small amount of money. My (laughs) cost of living is not high. (laughs) I just feel like it's the past year has shaken things up so much that the management here is just afraid to do. And I understand that's not completely. They just want to go with the safe person. They don't want to go with even if it's freaking Collar Dakota on the weekends. They know he's not going to say anything inflammatory or do anything crazy. It's just. Easy listening that's sort of out of left field, even though, oh, it was terrible. So, oh, by the way, can I just say, eh, it doesn't matter. What? Never, never mind. <laughs> no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> no, because I don't, you know, I, ne- never mind. Um, but, <laughs> this, I don't know if this is going to be an inter- a funny podcast for anyone else, but I'm enjoying it. Don't, um, don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, so, you valued listeners who now want to know. <laughs> and me. So Dakota, Dakota from Braintree was on this weekend. And I thought to myself, what news <laughs> has Dakota made? Um, but yeah, I get, so I get what, what, what prompted this? He got in a fight with Reamer? No, uh, he responded to, he was, I think Dickerson tweeted, Dickerson tweeted, they say it in the, clip but dickerson tweeted something about having to pay for the station that dakota no, 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 no. but on. that's that's dakota actually being on i'm saying what prompted what pro- why was dakota on <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, i have like no idea so dakota's been a caller for anyone that doesn't know dakota from braintree has been a caller to this station and the other one. i've been listening well no but just eei in particular i've been listening to eei since i was 13 that's way too young to be listening to sports radio I listened to Mike and the Mad Dog before that. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> your Steve Summers smoozing you to the midnight hour. I listened to WFAN, too. <laughs> um, and Jim Rome. I was a Jim Rome guy when I was a kid. Nice. <laughs> oh, boy, have times changed. Um, so, yeah, Dakota's been a caller. I'm 27, so I would say probably 14, 15 years. Jeez. I think he's been a caller to Sports Talk Radio. He also... Would- least, or maybe I'm just... Coloring him in to my entire, I but I remember him when I was a kid. I think calling in, um, and then he calls Felger and Maz a lot too. I hear. Yeah. So the although apparently <laughs> must uh, be a pretty cool guy to t- call sports talk radio that much. The uh, scuttlebutt on him for uh, Felger and Maz was apparently he was banned from that show because he was on here. No, he was for what they reason? W- they just weren't taking his calls there. I have no idea. I don't. Listen, and seems I'm usually working. Seems wildly. Seems like it would be wildly disappointing if we found out why. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> it was rude 
to that sensitive fuck Jimmy Stewart <laughs> on the phone <laughs> one day. Oh, God. <laughs> God forbid you make fun of that creep. Uh, so, yeah, Dakota's been a caller for years. I remember WEI did this. Uh, so Jermaine and Everett were these guys that called in the station years ago. And they were these two black guys that would call in and go up against particularly Callahan on issues of race. And this is before race baiting was just like a career for people. So it was a little more interesting. Um, so they gave them a weekend show. That I think they did a handful of times. Um, and, uh, and then Joe Beningo. Our friend Joe Beningo oh, yeah. over at Entercom in New York. Uh, he was a caller. With some allegations against him. Well, you keep him off the radio for a month, and then you put him <laughs> back on and act like nothing happened. And it's all it's all gumdrops and lollipops. That's right. Uh, but he was a caller. So there have been varying degrees of success. Joe Beningo had a long, very good career. And uh, Jermaine and Everett, I, I don't know <laughs> where they are now. Uh, so there have been varying, level, varying levels of success to this, but I guess Dakota was a radio guy. I remember, I've heard him mention that. I remember when I was a kid, he'd always bring that up. Yeah, he was. 1510, I think is what yeah, he said. Yeah, The Zone uh, on AM radio. Um, so I guess he was a radio guy, and I, I, he quit, or the fucking industry chewed him up and spit him out. I don't know. Wisely, from what I heard. <laughs> uh, but they gave him another shot here, and that's what really I was like, well, what news has Dakota made? But maybe I'm missing something. Uh, so let's hear the great Reamer and Dakota. Is that what they called it? Yeah. Reamer and Dakota show. If we have it. God damn it. Give me a break. But uh, you want to go out of Greg Dickerson here, Dakota. He was uh, on with uh, Jerry yesterday, Friday, and eh, a little smarmy about the show. And on Twitter especially, they made the big uh, minor station Wait announcement. A Wait a, a couple second. days ago, Pause that you will be. Greg Dickerson works here. Yeah. How could he? Let's get him. Let's go get. Pause this. Let's go kill that son of a bitch. He's <laughs> bad mouthing a decision this station made. Seriously. I won't allow it. <laughs> now, Greg Dickerson's been in this industry a lot longer than me and has earned a lot more than me. But isn't it a little hypocritical when it's like, oh, you're on air, you're not allowed to use this station for content? And then another guy does it, and it's like, Bloop. that's funny. <laughs> uh, Especially given the uh, subject matter of this particular podcast. Right. I don't, yeah, right. A media podcast with blind mic. You can't take my picture and put a media podcast with blind mic. Oh, don't talk about the media that most people listening would be interested in. <laughs> um, so Greg Dickerson with a big no-no and mocking, daring to mock a decision made by the station. Joining me here this Saturday, and Dickerson goes, and I am quoting verbatim. Mm -hmm. So, how is this going to work? Is Dakota paying WEEI for the airtime like he did at fifteen ten back in the day? Well, first of all, what's going on here, I Dakota? I didn't pay for the airtime back at fifteen ten. People did pay for airtime back at fifteen ten, but I didn't. You did okay. not. I did not. So that's wrong. So it's wrong. Now that's what people wanted to think because that was part of the fifteen ten model back then. So it was kind of like, hey, I'll come in there. I'll try to help you out because they mm -hmm. were doing some NASC pumping in like NASCAR radio in the morning. Right. And I think Mike Kellogg, I think was no <sighs> Mike Wynn or Kellogg. Terrible. Was, no was one knows the GM. Anyway. And he the says, hey, you want to come in here? And cut yeah, off, that was it. Cut off in kind of a weird spot. But uh, oh yeah, Dakota. I, yeah, I'll do you guys a favor. I'll come in. I'll come in for you. Do a few hours of programming. Bah, just a nice guy. <laughs> um, I mean, I have no problem with Dakota. 
But Chris Curtis has called me dry and boring. What does he think that was? Oof. I'd love, I'd love to ask because, I, like, to say, hey, they're kind of mocking you at the station. Like, here's your time. Here's your time to shine. Here's your time to respond and come back to that and to go, oh, well, actually, uh, when I was at 1510, they were uh, pumping in NASCAR audio. And at that time, uh, Mike, we all know uh, Mike, Mike Kellogg, the GM there. Uh, uh, oh, you don't know the, who the GM of a failed AM radio station 15 years ago was? Or, who, well, let or me tell, was it someone else? Well, let oh, me tell, I can't really remember. Let me tell you about it. Ooh, was that it? <laughs> Ooh, was it Mike or Jerry? Was uh, it Jerry? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you, but I am. That is compelling. Oh, God. Radio. That just hooks me right in. And that's like, that. that's, I, I'll, you, you listen to more of it than I did, right? Yeah, I was you driving around. You actually listen to the show? Doing my other job. I was listening to it for, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes, and uh, my ears started bleeding, so I had to shut it off. So was it all like this? Was it all kind of this tone of uh, you know? Yes. Well, Alex, so so uh, Dakota, what uh, <laughs> what's your history in radio? Yeah, no. Uh, it was, it was, uh, uh, well, Alex, uh, I was at uh, this failed station thirty years ago, and uh, I was also at this failed station, and then uh, the industry decided that I was far too boring to leave on the air uh, until right now, where I am in the spot that a uh, blind Mike should have. <laughs> <laughs> it was all pretty much that. Yeah. Let's let's you're hear not, another clip because Jared could be wrong. I would hate to characterize it based on one clip. Uh, I'm sure later they put a little zing and pep into their step. Why'd you come with the radio name Dakota? Fascinating. It came what back fascinating from playing poker. I went out to Vegas my first time Ooh. in my early twenties. And my friend that was out there said, "Whatever you do, don't use your real name out here." Mm. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I'll just use this name Dakota." <laughs> back then, Dakota was was never used so i'm like i just picked the name and started playing a lot of poker out in vegas and came you back kept to it the calling East Coast into talk and, radio and then shows. when i started doing radio i kept it i'm like ah this is a much better marketing name than steve so. you know mark james also has a uh, fascinating it's the name is why is it a better name than steve names. yeah but that's mark james i mean <laughs> whatever he didn't pick a good name obviously you cut these off in weird spots I was mid, doing mid my dakota thoughts i was doing i need, I need all that i need all that goodness that dakota comes through with i'm um, cutting off like the last, when I cut it, it's like the very last half second. So, first of all, there's no more. I, I applaud the radio instincts by Alex Reamer there. There's no more fascinating a topic than how did you choose your fake name? What an interesting story. Well, it could have been <laughs> Let interesting. Let me tell you, folks. But yes, it could have been interesting. But maybe, it, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it could have been. Eh, probably something you should have talked about off air. But <laughs> first, but <laughs> may, it could have been interesting, yes. But he just went, first of all, have you ever heard a more hardo thing than like, hey, we're going to Vegas. Let's we better not use our real names. No, I'm <laughs> the wives go. might find out. Oh no! <laughs> like, come, were you really using a fake name, man? Your name is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they're gonna track you down? <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> hey, I know uh, this guy Steve. He's from Boston. Let's get, he uh, cheated me. Let's go break his legs. Okay, so there are what. Three million Steve. <laughs> well, we've from narrowed the it down area. to Steve. <laughs> uh, and that, but then to just go, yeah. You also, uh, when I started doing radio, I said, "Why not Dakota from Braintree?" And now, does that make me seem like a comp- complete douchebag because I'm just a radio caller? Sure, perhaps a little bit. But I said, you know, Dakota, it's slightly more interesting, and it wasn't being used as often. Oh my God, I want to kill myself. Yeah. I. Why do you think I shut it off? Now I've been in a good mental place since we did. Uh, Episode 28 or whatever it was. Yeah. I've been doing well. 
Is this one just, like, this out, just sending and you And I found out hill. this was on the air over me. <laughs> and I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't get it. What am I doing? What am I not doing? Someone, uh, someone tweeted at me yesterday. Or at, it was at Curtis. And said, uh, this I don't agree with. He said the show's been awful lately. I think Jerry Callahan is a radio professional. Um, I think he could do a show on his own with, with, you know, role players if he wanted to. I don't think it's as good as uh, Kirk and Callahan. So I think when you're used to that level of quality and then one of the guys isn't there, I think it's going to take a hit. Yeah. Um, so I don't agree that it's been awful lately. But this, this character said, uh, the show's been awful lately. Give Blind Mike a shot. At least he's different. <laughs> to which I replied, oh, no, no, sir. Different is not good. <laughs> they don't want different. Um, which, yeah, I mean, like I said, if the difference is that I suck and everyone else is talented, then fine. Don't put me on. You shouldn't put me on there. Then you're doing your job well. But if the difference is that, like, you don't know what I'm going to do, that's a little silly. Because I'm smart enough to not get fired on my first day. I'm smart enough to not get in trouble. Um, you know, I've been, like I just said, I've been following, I've been a, a student of radio, to sound like a real douchebag. I've been a student of radio since I was 12 years old. I mean, you're rather tame with Gilroy, too, anyway. You think I am? Yeah, it's not like you're not going crazy or anything. No. It's not like you're saying anything super insane, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if tame's the right word, but uh, no, that's well, probably fair. Well, compared to here. <laughs> oh, well, sure. That's what I that's Well, that's the thing is I'm I mean. smart enough to not scream the F word into a mi- in a, an on-air microphone. <laughs> I'm not a fucking moron. Now, I will say, it is like 80% of my speech because I'm a dumb guy that doesn't have a great vocabulary. So maybe it'll slip out once in a while. But come on. That's what the producers are for, right? That's also why EEI has a minute delay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that frustrated me. Uh, maybe you won't even be able to hear this podcast after this. But uh, we shall see. Um, but if you do like it, tell uh, Chris Curtis and Ken Laird and uh, anyone else. Get Trash Talk, a weekend show. <laughs> For real. Um, tell them. Tell them why you're mad, folks. Tell them, uh, tell them Blind Mike deserves a shot. Let's give this poor handicapped guy a shot. And that's a detail I only bring out when I want you to feel bad for me and <laughs> do things to help my career. Um, but I am not the only one under attack this week. I got to defend my boys. Now, could you say I'm only doing this because I recorded an audition podcast for Barstool Sports and I want to go back there very desperately? I guess you could make that accusation. Would that be crazy? (laughs) Oh, that's that's, there's no truth to that. I would never record an audition podcast that I'm letting them review for a chance to be on their network. And then defend them wildly in public. That's not something I would do. No, no, of course not. But That's, I would never expect something so <laughs> so low from, from no, blind. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, but no, you you know, if you listen to this show long enough, you know I've defended Barstool uh, at every turn. I've had my disagreements with uh, Fuhrer Portnoy, but actually, I shouldn't even make that joke. In Don't these, say that. I shouldn't make that joke in these dire times. I forgot what they were up against. Um, I take that back. <laughs> Dave Pornoy is my fearless leader, who I will always be loyal to. But Barstool's under attack. Yet again. They always are. This pops up every... Now that they're big, now that they're huge, 
It's more frequent. Yeah. Definitely. Like when I was there, I was there for a little over a year. It probably popped up twice in that time. Now it's a little more frequent than that. Um, but Bob Silverman, I believe, is the guy's name. I think it was. I wonder. Yes. I wonder if old Bobby, Bob, who, who by the way went to cl- literally, you know, they make the jokes about uh, Goodell and Michael Rappaport. Bob Silverman legitimately went to clown school. <laughs> He's an actual clown. <laughs> but uh, apparently he threw away his uh, giant bow tie and his wacky handkerchief. Don't forget the squeaky red nose. And turned those in for a notepad and pen. And he started putting his nose to the grindstone and really digging up stories. Now, I wonder, I don't know if it was before or after, but whenever... Uh, Bobby retired from clown school and went to journalism school. I wonder if he said, someday I'm going to break the big story. People are going to love me because I'm going to break the news that a comedy blog does offensive things. (laughs) Oh, the horror. That's the big, juicy story I'm going to break. Me, Bob Silverman, old Bobby Silverman (laughs) is going to go to the big city. And uncover that a comedy blog makes some outlandish jokes. <laughs> you know, actually, that's going to be my legacy. After reading this article, I don't think that uh, he actually threw away that clown stuff. I think he just dresses up in it. Every he still day. wears he's typing that's in, a, his... <laughs> in a wig, in a wig, and those oversized sunglasses. Yeah, that's, that's his business attire. He's walking in with his big, uh, big ruffly suit. It's all striped, <laughs> rainbow striped. He's got a, his his briefcase is just. Uh, uh, the the snakes that pop out at you, <laughs> <laughs> old wacky Bob. <laughs> uh, so Bob Silverman spent an amount of time. It appears to me that the amount of time he spent on this story is it's troubling. <laughs> like he should be evaluated mentally, probably for spending the amount of time he did. It looks like um, this was started over a year ago. Just based on the stories he has and who he's talked to and things like that, and the, the things he's referencing, it seems like the this the digging up of this was done about a year ago or started about a year ago. Um, but the story takes things from 2011, and I've been listening to a lot of Barstool Radio. No particular reason. It's not like I'm trying to do a podcast for them or anything. No, no. no there's no, no real reason I would be listening to Barstool Radio a lot more now than I ever have. Uh, but I have been listening. And um, what I found out was that Bob Silverman took uh, blog posts from 2011. Now, I know this because I worked at Barstool, but your average, your average Joe listening to this podcast probably wouldn't know that Barstool relied on something called DevNest, which was a program that I know very little about, but was apparently just utter shit. (laughs) Like, after X amount of time, it would just automatically delete things. It was just a horrible way of saving their stuff. So, when Bob Silverman went back to 2011 to dig up articles that Barstool Sports had tweeted... Essentially, what he did was go through their Twitter to find offensive things. But when you click on the link to the story, the story's not there anymore. It doesn't exist. So, for example, there was a story in this article where... the fuck is that? 
Um, Someone just being loud in the hallway. <laughs> Quiet down, for Christ's sake. I'm <laughs> criticizing management in here. Um, so apparently there, 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 there was a story from 2011 uh, that Portnoy wrote about uh, Siri Cruz, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes' daughter. Oh, yeah. And I won't even do Bob Silverman the, uh, the courtesy of properly quoting his story. But essentially, what the blog post headline made it look like was that uh, Portnoy or, or Barstool was sexualizing um, Tom Cruise's four-year-old daughter. What it really was, was ta- uh, uh, Portnoy talking about Katie Holmes, who is an adult woman in the public eye. Who <laughs> is so, game. So they completely misquoted him to make it look like, I don't know, he's a pedophile or something. When in reality, he was just saying some crass things about an adult public figure. So it's that level of just completely unprofessional skewing things to try and fit your narrative that Bob Silverman is pulling. Now, that, I'll tell you, I have no problem with it. (laughs) In this day and age of journalism, it's what everyone does. There are no respected journalists anymore. You say whatever you want to make it fit your narrative, and then you hope that at least your readers don't do enough research to say, ah, well, this is complete bullshit. Because while I know it's complete bullshit, the people that are reading Bob Silverman probably don't. They probably think, oh, my God, that monster, Dave What a what a Neanderthal. Yeah, because you know that the people he's writing these articles for, his demographic, they love it. They want they, it. They don't even read Barstool. They don't know. They just inherently hate it because these people are tell- basically telling them to. Well, I, I mentioned this on my uh, audition podcast that I may have may not have recorded. Uh, I mentioned that uh, it, it what it's become is like this: if you and I went out to lunch, say right now, yeah. let's say we go down to the stockyard, we're having a conversation, and we overhear. On the other side of the restaurant, a couple words that seem off to us. We, you know, we hear half a sentence, and we're like, that seems wrong. Now, what's totally fine is you and me going, oh, that's kind of fucked up, isn't it? In yeah. private? Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't really know what we're talking about, but who cares? We're just speculating. What's wrong is to present to a mass audience <laughs> to go, to walk over to that table. You and me walk over to that table and go, hey! What are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about things I don't want you to be talking about? That's how dare you be talking about things that I find offensive? Why would you do that? that that's what Bob Silverman is doing: is pre- presenting to his audience something they never would have read, and saying, and it, c- presenting it completely out of context, and saying, "Isn't this terrible, guys? You should." I'm not going to say this because I don't have any balls, but. I'm going to strongly suggest and insinuate that if you're reading this and you're a decent person, you should attack their advertisers. That's what they're doing. That's what they. I guess in a way, by going as main not mainstream, but um, as big as they are now, Barstool kind of asked for that type of type of life. Well, it's not even just but asking for it; it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen, right? You, you, I shouldn't say asking for it. They knew it was going to happen. But to do that, to be on the other side of that, no matter how expected and predictable it is, to be the guy that does that, it's just slimy and disgusting. 
Yeah. Well, because you know what you're doing. You're taking a guy out of context and being like, hey, isn't this wrong, guys? And then everyone's going to go, woohoo! You're you're a saint on earth, Bobby. <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> uh, but he tricked a few rubes. <laughs> he tricked a few dummies into buying what he was selling. The first one I saw was Lindsay Gibbs, I think is her name. You are correct, you sir. Ever, do you ever tweet up? Because I'd... I do. I would just hate so she, to misquote uh, her. Miss Gibbs. Miss Gibbs. If uh, she tw- she so she tweeted the article out and she said, "If you support Barstool in any way, you are complicit in this." <laughs> Thank you at Bob Saeda. That's oh, Silverman's b- Twitter handle. But if you is click- it Bob Saeda? Have I been saying his name wrong? Is it not Bob no, Silverman? No, because no, if you click on it, it says Robert Silverman. Okay, all right. But it's just the handle is at Bob Saeda. I don't know what that is. As is for this well-reported piece. Well, first of all, I just completely debunked the well-reported thing. He completely misquoted and mispresented what the tweets were. Right. And the Katie Holmes thing, i just that's the only one I can remember. It did it to several others. Same situation where uh, you click on the blog, and it's not there anymore. So you it, it provides no context for what they were talking about. So, horribly reported. That's her first mistake. But her second mistake is... Uh, Read that part again. If you support Barstool in any way... Yeah, it says, uh, you are complicit in this. So I guess that means that I, Mike Geary, uh, a disabled guy who went into Barstool, hat in hand, looking for a shot in a big city out in Boston, wanted to, wanted to come out of the doldrums of Western Mass, looking for any way I could get into media... Uh, Dave Portnoy found a way for me to do that. Gave me a name, some somewhat of a name, enough of a name for me to get a podcast on a station I've listened to since I was a kid. So me supporting that guy, who has done that much for me, I'm now a sexist? I guess that makes me one too, because I have not... Look, I'm from the same... I graduated from the same high school as Portnoy, so all through, when I was going through high school, Barstool was not appealing to me at all, and they're coming around for me, but I guess that means I am too, because I have openly supported things that they've done here. Well, it's just, there's nowhere, there's nowhere left. If you like comedy, there's obscure comedians, other than the the few that are allowed to get away with it, like Bill Burr. Uh, and even he, if he gets big enough, they'll take whatever he's got away from him. Yeah, they'll just take shots at him. And I guess just following them on Instagram and reading the occasional yeah. article is, oh, no, that's I'm complicit. I yeah. must be a sexist. But there, there's stand-ups and there's Barstool. I don't know anywhere. And podcasts. There's nowhere else that you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want as far as comedy now. And they fuck up. They say shit they shouldn't say. Shit that's over the line, whatever. Or just go after people too harshly. Sometimes, but they they'll acknowledge it. And not only that, not only will Portnoy acknowledge it when he does it himself, but there's guys there like uh, Big Cat and PFT openly say, hey, I don't agree with this shit. So it's like you're shitting on an entire organization because a guy that works there, you don't like. I guess so. That's childish. And there was a girl that uh, there's some girl woman who works at Barstool. There's a lot. There's a few that went after uh, this lady. Yeah, there was the one that I read. I can't remember. I can't remember what her name is. But she wrote an article. It's like this isn't what it's like at all. And 
It might have been. It. So Liz, the two I really respected after this exchange, uh, Liz Gonzalez. I think that was who her. does Barstool Radio, and uh, Casey Smith, who used to be here. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Casey. It was. Uh, I think it was. Well, Casey Liz. Smith had a tweet that I thought was pretty good, where yep. it's basically like, "Hey, don't be a feminist that's for me and for women," and then. When I like work at a place that you don't like, even though you know nothing about it, obviously I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but when I work at a place that you don't like and you know nothing about, don't all of a sudden now exclude me from all women. Right. And that's, why, Now, why are Casey Smith and Liz Gonzalez not women anymore? That should be respected. Because they work at a place that they don't agree with. They because they work like, at a place that makes jokes, na- is, nasty jokes sometimes. Which is absurd. It's like, fine, you don't like the fact that Barstool gets crass and crude sometimes, more than sometimes, kind of frequently, but... You don't like that? That's fine. But they have other content, and it's not like those people are exactly that way. And not everyone, obviously, not everyone there agrees with it, right? And that, and one thing in that blog that was by Liz was she said that she's worked at other places, other big sports places, and she said she didn't. I think she said she didn't feel like she could speak up. But at Barstool, I think that was Casey Smith. Was it? I think so. What? I, or maybe I, they both did. I thought it was that was in yeah. Her, maybe like, they, maybe blog. they both maybe they both did. But it's like she said, she didn't feel like she could speak up there. But now at Barstool, she's just viewed as a pr- as right. a person and is criticized on her opinions or what she says, not because she's would a, female. Would a real misogynist make a conscious effort to constantly have women working there? He has a uh, that Liz Gonzalez is on Portnoy's radio show. The show that. Or one of the shows that precedes them is called Chicks in the Office. It's two girls. They just hired two new girls for some new podcast or new radio show. And I said this, too. I was there with intern Dana uh, when I was at Barstool. And the only way I could say they were sexist was that when I walked in, it was well, hey, my, barely eye contact. I was just another one of the... The guy's walking in. When da- Ooh, Dana's here, everyone. How's it going, Dana? I think that's just how... There was more of a smile on everyone's face <laughs> when Dana walked in. So, if anything, they were sexist towards me. <laughs> they were discriminating me. Why didn't I get that reaction? I'm just some dumb intern like her. Because you're just another guy. I know. You're, I don't light up the room Dana, with the way Dana does. You're a pretty girl walking into the room. <laughs> but Dana was treated way better than I was. <laughs> Dana didn't have any videos relentlessly mocking her. That's because you're just the you're just the uh, comedy relief, the comic relief right. there. The no, but what, but my my point is that if anything, they were like overly nice to her because she's a girl, and because they were like afraid of having any sort of a hostile work. You know, they didn't they don't want to be those guys. Honestly, I can say this about everyone I've worked with at Barstool. I'll I'll, I'll make take my shitty shots at them. Like I don't like the way KFC talks about me. On the air when I'm brought up, shit like that. But I've never had a bad interaction or felt insulted or like I was in a hostile work environment when I was there. It's crazy. It was honestly the best place I've ever worked as far as morale and attitude. Honestly, I believe you. I've never worked there. Dare I say? I can't say. Dare I say better than here? I'd hate to even say that but that's how good it was i'm saying at this i'm point, saying this place is great obviously oh yeah and i'm saying barstool was so great that it's even above this <laughs> that's all i'm saying um <laughs> i don't even think it takes too much to be above here but then now i didn't oops, say that oops oops um did i say that so then so yeah so Lindsay gibbs says a guy like me who dave portnoy did a lot for now i'm a sexist too i'm complicit in in misogyny 
You are. Because uh, Dave Portnoy gave me a life that I never would have had, and I respect the shit out of him for it. So I guess I'm a piece of shit. Um, then someone else hopped on the old bandwagon. Can you guess? If I gave you, like, five guesses, <laughs> if you didn't know who this was, if we didn't do any prep for the show, I gave you, like, five guesses. <laughs> someone just hops on the bandwagon looking for Twitter applause. Who uh... Who do you come up with? Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do I dare s- Trenny? It was Trenny. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> uh, Trenny, in such an annoying way. <laughs> like, it's fine. If you if you want to call barstool sexist and misogynist, I mean, you're just wrong, and I'll go after you, but at least you're, you're, you believe in something. But you're, f- you're, you're speaking your mind. But first, there was another, uh, another one looking for that uh, sweet... Sweet Twitter. Oh, who's that? Twitter handouts. I might have missed this. Someone by the name of uh, Lindsay Jones. Now, oh, she you know is, what? Uh, I saw two Lindsays, she, and uh, I just combined them. There was a Lindsay Gibbs too. Yeah, and so I just combined. I saw two Lindsays, and I said it must be the same. So Lindsay same lady. Jones, she writes for the Athletic, for the NFL. She's from Denver. Not, I got this I, off from her Twitter. That, isn't that girl's name Lindsay Jones? That's on SNL. Not. <laughs> I, her. I actually think so. Yeah, not her. Yeah, right? the one that was in <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had other issues with sure this is same along these same she'd lines. probably support Barstool. No, she wouldn't. I think she would. I don't think. Uh, I think she might. I'd say there's a sixty forty chance. But anyways, what does this Lindsay, Lindsay Jones say? So she the even less funny. Lindsay so she quote <laughs> she quotes Lindsay Gibbs and she says, "I've been hesitant to post this all day." That's that's what I that's what I fucking hate. But it deserves oh, to do be they shared love and it? read. Oh, do they love posting it? Because what at Lynn Sports says is right. Being associated with BS, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny, is being complicit in the misogyny and harassment their president oh, BS endorsed. Is yeah. I get it. There is being complicit in the misogyny and harassment their president endorses. I mean, first of all, he just simply doesn't endorse it. Uh, Portnoy made a good or it might have been uh, Kevin or someone on that show made a good point, I thought, is that these are people that have been just going after, like, Trump, and yeah. they realize they can't do it. It's not making a difference. It's not moving the needle at all. So they'll go, like, a couple steps below and f- try and find someone. Where they think. So yeah, then they go, they'll go. they go to something like Barstool and be like, well, let's take the president of this. We're not taking one president down. <laughs> let's take this president down. And it's it's a sad, pathetic attempt at trying to ruin something that you would never come in contact with unless you sought it out. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. I, I honestly, since I left Barstool, what do we have for time? 54. Okay. I'll try and make it somewhat quick. Um, since I left Barstool, I uh, haven't paid as close attention as I did when I was there. And, you know, part of that's uh, jealousy is a strong word, but it's like, ah, fuck. I was there. And now I'm not. Sadness, like you know what I mean, like like ah, f- I'm missing out on something. That's mostly what that is. But I haven't really paid attention to it. And other than the fact that because I worked there, people will send me shit. Other than that, I did a fine job for a while of just staying away from it. You know what I mean? It's not, it wasn't fucking. They weren't knocking on my door every day saying, "Did you see the news?" Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, did you see our latest blog? <laughs> did you see what that podcast we added? No, I I can I can avoid it if I want. So Lindsay Jones and Lindsay Gibbs and Trenny are all perfectly able to avoid Barstool. And they were not hesitant. No. To post about it. They love it. 
They love, uh, ooh, ooh, just like, I'll admit, just like when I see this shit from Trenny, I'm excited to post about it. Her. I say, oh, well, you know what? People on Twitter will at least like this. Her responses <laughs> are fantastic, too. So she quotes. So what does Trenny say? She quotes Lindsay Jones' yeah. tweet, and she says. They're all very scared. They're very hesitant. Oh. Like Ooh, Lindsay, should I do it? I don't know. Like Lindsay, I am genuinely scared, scared. of the backlash I'll she's face scared. by posting this. She's but, sitting in a dark room under the covers. But she's right. <laughs> At Lynn Sports is right. You can only use the quote, but it's not me. It's someone else associated with the organization. Who and said quote, it's not me? Excuse, she was quoting that. She said you can only use the, it's not me at Barstool, it's somebody else in Barstool. Oh, like that excuse oh you mean like like uh, when, you, so when you take a picture with Mike Tirico and you say, hasn't he paid enough? <laughs> hasn't this man who creepily followed an intern home and was sexually aggressive towards her so much to the point that it was written about in a book? No. Hasn't that man paid enough? No, that guy Isn't shouldn't have a like job. Isn't it kind of like that, Trenny? No, that guy you shouldn't fucking have a hypocrite? job. Jesus. She said, that so, guy's fine. Mike Tarico's fine because this was years ago. Mike Tarico's sins were years ago. And he, he backed the Tirico, right team. Yeah, Mike Tarico. Mike Tarico actually committing kind of gross acts <laughs> years ago. But it, but it was years ago. So, but when it's Louis, it wasn't years ago, right? When it was Louis C.K., that wasn't years ago. Or when it's Pornoy making a joke, that's not years ago, right? So when when is it okay to apply your completely vague, unknown statute of limitations? When 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 am I supposed to apply that? Because for Mike Tarico, it was years ago. For Ice Cube, when you take a picture with Ice Cube, it's ah, years ago. We're just making silly rap music. <laughs> That's fine when you want a picture with someone, or when you work with someone, but. If they're not wearing the uh, NBC colors, then it's, hey, you can't just say, but it's where I work. Well, it doesn't even matter if they're wearing the NBC colors. She'll still call you out for, she'll still ask for your your uh, suspension. She'll call for you to be suspended. Mas? A la mass. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you say the wrong thing, it has to be the right. There's a very specific set of rules that none of us are privy to. Well, they change but them we're all supposed the time. To, none of us know what the rules are, but we're supposed to abide by them. Every time something pops up, right, and we're they, supposed to just guess. Well, this is what this is what's right, and this is what's wrong. It's not even that. It's just that they'll change the rules on you. You could right. say something completely innocent, and no one cares. But oh no, all of a sudden it's deemed wrong because they say it is. But someone else could say the same thing, but because they agree with them on whatever amount of issue number of issues, that's okay. It's it's completely hypocritical, and and it disgusts me. To watch Trenny go, ooh, I, I didn't want to post this. I'm scared. I'm scared to get all the applause that I'll get from my side of the aisle. Right. Well, all the people that are gonna go, way to go, girl. You, you go, Tren. I'm so scared of getting the pats on the back and the you're so brave, Tren. I'm terrified that people are gonna call me brave. Oh, I'm shaking that people are gonna say I'm courageous for taking this stand. <laughs> I I I shudder the thought. Oh no. I'm weak in the knees thinking about when people are going to shower me with applause for doing this. And then <laughs> fucking phony. So and then Lindsay Adler, 
I don't know what she How does. many Lindsays are there? Oh. I can't take this many. <laughs> <laughs> what does Lindsay Adler say now? Jesus Christ. So she writes for the Mets at the uh, the Athletic. She just That's said, good. A Mets beat writer. She'll always be getting involved. Right. <laughs> she said, predictable replies here. Frowny face emoji. Oh, I saw that too. Then Trenny's response, which is just absolutely ridiculous. This is why I filter my mentions and don't read replies. That's good. Not worth my time. Yeah. No. <sighs> People giving me constructive criticism. Or criticizing you for or criti- hypocrisy. Or, or, or harsh, hi- harsh criticism. Oof, no time for that. That's a good way to live your life. Yeah, just, just live All, in your little bubble. Here's the thing now, is that what the internet has done is there are a ton of shitty people on the internet that are just saying shitty things to piss you off. Um, and if you reach a certain level of notoriety, there's nothing you'll be able to do that will satisfy these people. They'll... Uh, They'll, they'll criticize you at every turn. However, there are a lot of people on the internet. You can tell I've been talking for an hour because I'm starting to stumble over my words. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> there, there are a lot of people on the internet that uh, also give sound advice. <laughs> like there are people that have like criticized this podcast or the, the other podcasts I've done or whatever that made a lot of sense. But I'm like, okay. So we've come to a culture now where it's like, oh, the haters, all the haters. It's like what. Well, some haters are just people that don't necessarily like what you're doing, and it wouldn't always hurt you to listen to that. Or maybe they like what you do and other things. But That's with why this, I filter my tweets. With this one little thing, they want to give you some criticism, some feedback. What, you want to shut that out? You don't want to get better at what you're no. doing? Why would you not? You're never allowed feedback. That's insane. If someone were to criticize me. Only if it's good. I, if I they say, hey, feedback. ooh, girl. You are doing God's work, Trenny. Take them down. Take those boys down. At a girl, Tren. That's okay. But if it's like, hey, I think you're wrong here. You're you're quote you're praising an article that is completely misquoting people. You're you're saying that Portnoy. You're giving some vague explanation that Portnoy supposedly gave of, hey, it's not me. It's other people that work here. Who said that about a guy? You who said that? You probably don't even know. No, no, no. Whether she knows him or not. Who said that? Nobody. <laughs> Who said, oh, no, it's not me. It's the other people that work here. Unless, unless, she, unless she's talking about PFT and Big Cat, which I can't imagine. She says she hates Barstool, so she's not tapped in enough to listen to them. But Big Cat and PFT aren't doing that. They're saying, hey, we, don't, we literally don't say that. So stop asking us why it's said. And then when. <laughs> which is at, which is. True. <laughs> and if things come up that we don't agree with, we speak we'll our say, minds. say, hey, we disagree we... with that. Exactly. Big Cat, I've listened to Big Cat tell Portnoy he's wrong about things for years. Where else are you allowed to do that? Not here. Absolutely Portnoy's, not here. Portnoy's this monster. How about fucking uh, Matt Lauer or Les Moonves or Harvey Weinstein or Roger Ailes or all these people that had prominent positions at networks? Three of them ran networks. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lauer just had a prominent spot. But Harvey Weinstein ran a movie studio. Les Moonves and Roger Ailes ran television networks. And those are guys we didn't hear about till now. Bornway makes jokes. <laughs> and we're like, all right, get your pitchforks out. we got to take this monster down. It's just silly. It's fake. And the idea that Trenny and the Lindsays are uh, hesitant to say it is laughable. So, hopefully... We've done enough to, uh, in the second half of this program, to off what I 
offset what I did in the first half. Maybe, <laughs> maybe everyone will just scroll to the end of the show and forget what I said in the beginning. Uh, it's because about... I'll probably get in trouble for that somehow. Even though I didn't say anyone's name and I didn't really do anything wrong. I just talked about myself. God forbid I talk about myself on my fucking podcast, the only outlet that I have creatively. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Subscribe on iTunes, at BlindMike underscore on Twitter, at Jared Dignan on Twitter, and uh, make sure you tell your friends about us. And uh, we want to get on air one day. Have us on air over the uh, the Dakotas of the world. Yes, I I'll start we'll calling better. shows if that's what it takes. Goodbye. You've been listening to Trash Talk Trash. with Blind Mike. Hear it again on weei.com, iTunes, and the Radio.com app. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, Trash Talk. a presentation of weei.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.